0: you
1: Hello gather moms and welcome to episode 16 of season 2 mama mama we
0: are loving it 16
1: is that a good oh that's like sweet 16 yes. it's our birthday oh I didn't really did I have a big sweet 16 party I did I think I actually had a surprise party for my 16th birthday
0: I can't remember is that sad no
1: I mean when I was in high school that show on MTV what was that <gasps> oh my god, what was it called
0: Yes, where they would do like a... The massive parties. That's when it became big. Yes. Having those big sweet 16s.
1: Yes. And I remember, I feel like that was popular when I was growing up. And obviously raised in the bubble, we didn't do, you know, those types of parties. But the fact that my parents did a surprise party for me was like legit, because I had no idea. Totally awesome. surprised. And there were boys at the party. Ooh. What, what in the world? Oh. oh my goodness. I tell what? you, we <laughs> oh. was getting crazy. That is crazy. That's fun. fun. Good memories, good memories. Hey, so I need to share a freedom thought for the day. Yes. Because listen, we have um, finished up lovely October. Yeah. We're moving into November. I feel like the retailers have decided that there is no need for Black Friday. They're all starting their sales today.
0: Listen, I am here for it. Me too. I like most Christmas, the most of the Christmas. Why are they trying to wait till after Thanksgiving anyway? Let's just do it now. I don't know. I, I am loving it. I'm here for it. And I saw all these people, you know, Halloween ended and everybody was like, okay, we're putting up the Christmas tree. Seriously. And usually I would fight against that. But this year I'm like 2020 has <laughs> been a train wreck. Whatever good feels you need, lean into Let's it. Let's do
1: it. Yeah. Well, and
0: part of me is like
1: so afraid. Do you ever do that with holidays where you're like, okay, I don't want to do it yet. Cause it's not quite time. And uh. so you wait and then you end up not doing it because you ran. At a time, sure,
0: or it feels like hurried or like the
1: pumpkin is still on the porch and it has not been carved, right? Oh, we didn't, oh, we we were supposed to, we were were supposed to, yeah, yeah. So, part of me loves the idea that, like, when I just like, why not do it now because I might forget and not get to it till December 23rd. That's a good note. So, let's just do it. Mama
0: is hearing this, and that that's her one thing she's going to walk away with today. (laughs) It's just when you want to do it, do Do it it. when you think of it,
1: do it when you're in Target. And you're like, I should buy that in two weeks. No, ma'am. Buy it today. I, you know what?
0: Last week in the dollar spot, every year I add to my little flocked tree collection. Oh my gosh. You have a flocked tree collection. <laughs> and I bought three more little ones because I right, just put them the Were they all in the, the dollar spot? Yes. So they're only $5 a piece and you can put them everywhere and they're just super cute. Oh my gosh. I probably have 20 something flocked trees. Yeah. Some are like a foot high. Some are like six inches. Some are like two feet. I'm crazy about them. That is hilarious because
1: uh, one of our other instant Insta influencers we follow did this whole thing on her stories the other day about flock trees. Like it's the thing. Oh, it's definitely the thing. But they shed. There's going to be white stuff all over your house.
0: Oh, what are you doing to your tree after you put it up? Just vacuum, but then it won't shed anymore.
1: I don't know. I just feel like it's a snow inside the house waiting to happen.
0: No, no girl. I've been on the flock tree trend for a couple of years now. And I all can right. tell you, it I'm going to jump on, yeah. I'm gonna jump
1: on it okay here's the deal I feel like sometimes I'm trying to wait for the deal I'm trying to wait for the moment yeah and then I'm in need of it and it's not there so I'm like why am I waiting when I think of it just do it yes I need nail clippers I can't find mine yeah somebody stole them from Uh my house Uh I don't know why it's not really an item that I think people need that
0: badly the hamburglar came in and and so I
1: keep thinking I'm gonna go to Kroger I'm gonna use me a Uh coupon I'm done I'm ordering them on Amazon today I don't even care I just need nail clippers
0: Good. Just do it. Freedom thought, mamas. Why do we do this? Okay. I put things in my cart that I really did want and I'm like, I go, "Mm hmm, Mm -hmm. I hem and haw about it. And then I go to check out and it's like, this item is currently out of stock. And I'm like, (laughs) it was so popular. Everybody bought it before me. So mad. I feel, and I'm so irritated with myself. I'm like, dang it, Kate, this was a good deal. You should have just gotten it. Yes. So yeah. Okay. That's your, that's your win today. Mamas.
1: Just do it. Just do it. Okay.
0: Pull the trigger. I feel better. Do you feel better? It was kind of like therapy.
1: It. it was therapy for me.
0: I love it. So we are, though, in this season of Mama, and we have been talking about mamas from the Bible and taking them into 2020, although I kind of feel bad that we're doing that to them because 2020 has been such a storm.
1: But <laughs> Of all the years to of all the, the moms to us, they're like, we ain't coming. <laughs> we staying in the Bible.
0: Okay? Okay. <laughs> and so we're bringing them into our modern-day situation to see what can we learn from these women what would they look like if they were a mom momming with us alongside of us right now what would it look like what can we learn from them right
1: and so so today we're gonna stretch it again stretch you know people
0: when I to be doing my mamas I gotta be stretching them Rebecca's taking the lead today (laughs) she has picked the mama so tell (laughs) us who is it nobody's gonna even know this mom
1: okay so I'm kind of that person that's like I want to find the random one from the bible that nobody knows about yeah I'm just like you know she's in there yeah so she's called the Syrophoenician woman
0: yes girl now, do you say Syro? I've always said Syro-Phoenician. Oh, is that the way you pronounce it? Syro? I, no, I have no idea. Syro-Syro. Yeah, I'm cl- I don't know. I just know I've always said Syro-Phoenician. I actually it. did not look that up on the oh, World Wide Web before well, I came. Don't worry. So Either you way. You say
1: Syro, I'll say Syro. Potato-Potato. You say tomato, I'll say tomato. Perfect listen. We are rhyming too. You're so good. Tell us about her. Where do we find her story? Okay. So we find her story in the book of Mark and she's in two gospels. So she's in the book of Matthew and the book of Mark, which I love when the gospel writers like both share the story. Right. Because they're so different that they give us some little tidbit details in different places. So the one that I'm reading out of is going to be from Mark, but then I'm going to share some little tidbits from the Matthew section. Okay. Okay, so it goes like this, Mark chapter 7, verse 24. It says, And from there he, meaning Jesus, arose and went away to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And he entered a house and did not want anyone to know, yet he could not be hidden. And immediately a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit heard of him and came and fell down at his feet. Now the woman was a Gentile, a Syrophoenician, by birth and she begged him to cast the demon out of her daughter and he said to her let the children be fed first for it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs but she answered him yes lord yet even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs and he said to her for this statement you may go your way the demon has left your daughter and he and she went home and found the child lying in the bed and the demon was gone
0: crazy wild story. It was hard for me to get over the first sentence when I um, empathize so much with Jesus when it says he went into a house (laughs) and he didn't want anybody to know he was there (laughs) and they found him out. That's like that's a total mom move. It is. You go into your closet uh, and you just need a minute to get away and nope they're coming for you. Okay
1: listen so I was thinking about this today. Have you watched The Mandalorian? On Disney Plus? No, the boys have. I haven't watched it. I've heard it's awesome. Okay, I love it. Okay. Okay, so we watched it. It came on the new season, started, and the next one came out. And there's this scene where the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda. He's so cute. So and cute. listen, it's the Christmas gift of the year. Okay? Yeah. Everybody yeah. needs a Baby Yoda. Yes. Um, they go into this new little, it's like out in the desert. And so it's funny to me because this is how I imagine this scene of Jesus going into this place. Uh-huh. So they go into this town in the desert and the Mandalorian like rides in and literally everybody comes out their front door and turns from what they're doing to watch this person. And I think it's because nobody ever comes, right? Sure. And I think we're so cultured in our modern day to think that like people come in and out of our towns and we don't even know it. There's so many people, but in this day and time uh-huh. when somebody knew uh-huh. or from out of town came into town, I feel like the whole town knew. Yeah. Well, like
0: we hear about it when Jerry Jones rides his helicopter into. Well, yes, yeah, the helicopter. <laughs> to the football stadium so he could watch his grandson play. We're all like, oh, Jerry's here. You yeah, know, but Jesus is walking. There no. There's not any like helicopter parade
1: coming that's for this true. man. But it was such a big deal for somebody to come into your town. Yeah. I mean, I kind of want to say to Jesus, uh, did you really think he was going to get in there? No well, that's was what I'm know. saying, though,
0: is he has a rep just like Jerry Jones. <laughs> You know.
1: Y'all you heard it here. Kate just compare <laughs> Jesus to Jerry Jones. Okay, she did. Well. <laughs> she showed in. Listen.
0: But that you know, he has a reputation, so he's coming into town. So it's probably hard for him to kind of get hide under the radar.
1: Yes. But I agree, as moms, that's our goal, right? Fly under the radar. For sure. Come on, how long can I be in my closet without anybody knowing? Yes. So um I wanted to just share some the differences between Mark's story and Matthew's story. There's a couple details that I wanted to share. Um, And so the thing that the story is the same in Matthew where Jesus goes, he tries to get there without anybody knowing, but this woman figures out that she's there. He's there. She comes to him. She wants to ask for him to heal his daughter. And this is what it says in um, Matthew chapter 15, verse 22, it says, but Jesus did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and begged him, saying, Send her away, for she's crying out after us. And he answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered, It is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. And she said, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. And then Jesus answered her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. Okay. So there's a couple differences there. Uh And the first one is that um, he says, he doesn't say a word to her. Uh Like, can you imagine? Like, she is begging and crying out to him for him to heal her daughter. And he just, like, doesn't that feel a little harsh? It does, but I'm still picturing the mom
0: in the closet who, like, the kids are yelling, Mom, Mom. And she just, like, she just stays really quiet. Like, maybe if I'm really quiet, nobody will find me. (laughs) So Jesus is like, maybe if
1: I don't even move, she won't even know that I'm here. (laughs) you're so sweet to think that, but he is God. Remember, he hears and knows all things. I know. Um, I just, for me, so many times when I read scripture, I just feel the emotion of the person. Sure. And I think, bless her heart, she's just crying out to him and he's not answering her. And the disciples are like, Lord, let's figure this out, man. She's kind of getting annoying here. They want her to go. And so then we get into the whole part of him telling her, you know, I came for the children and I, I can't feed the dogs. Again, like anybody else out there, like red flag. Right. It's a up? really
0: tough um piece of scripture you read that and you're like this sounds rude i would be like excuse me jesus rude yes (laughs) yes Okay, I'm asking for help and you're being a punk. But here's the thing can that I say that about Jesus? Yes.
1: Well, you've called him Jerry Jones. I feel like Jerry Jones and punk. I mean, let's just put it all out here in this episode. No okay.
0: sacrilege, <laughs> intentional.
1: Jesus can take it, man. He's okay. like, bring it. Okay. But really, there is scripture that's hard because we don't fully understand, and this is one of those. Yeah. You know, we're mamas. Our hearts go out to her. Bless her heart. She wants to heal her daughter. Um, But we know that in Scripture, the Bible says that there is a chosen race, right? and those are the Jews, the Israelites, the people that, that God set apart for his kingdom. And all throughout the Old Testament, we see that God protects them and fends for them and fights for them and gives them the promised land and they continue to turn away and not follow and not obey and and grace. He just goes after them. He pursues them time and time again. So then when Jesus comes onto the scene, obviously he's God the Father just in human flesh. Right. And again he's going to the Jews, the Israelites, those are the chosen race. And so I think when he's saying that to the mom, he's saying look, you're a Syrophoenician, uh-huh. which is a Greek, it's a, it's, it's a Gentile, it's not uh, an Israelite woman. And so he's like, I came for them. Uh-huh. And what I love about her, is she's like, okay, but even the dog under the master's table gets the crumbs. Yeah. And the Greek word for this in here, it's actually not dog. Cause to me, dog almost seems like rude again. Yeah. It's actually the word for little dog, Aww. like a puppy. Like oh, a little puppy. Like, it's almost like a term of endearment. Oh. It was the little dog of the house. It was like, it wasn't just a random stray. This was like something that was part of the family. Uh-huh. You know, that the families had a dog. Yeah. And it sat under the master's table. And whatever they had left at the end of the meal, that's what the dog get, got. Yeah. And so she's saying, look, I'll, I'll be that. If you'll just give me what's left, such I will take it. Humility. Yes, such humility. And it's at that point that Jesus goes, wow, oh woman, mm-hmm. your great faith. Your daughter has been healed. And so I just think this is a great story for us as mamas because I want to connect it to the idea of praying for our kids. Um, and there's three things that I think we see in here. And when, uh, Kate and I were talking earlier about, okay, how do we bring the Syrophoenician mama into the modern day? Cause we yeah. don't know a lot about her. And right. it's really like, again, we're stretching it not quite to the princess bride level, but something to that effect. Uh-huh. And so Kate mentioned this and I think it's so perfect. The war room. Uh-huh. So Priscilla Shire from the war room. Uh-huh. So we're going to cast our Phoenician mom in the modern day as Priscilla Shire from
0: the war room. Perfect.
1: I love it. Um, I went back and looked at her story today in that movie. She is a realtor. Yeah. She's very classy and well-dressed. Yeah. Um, She's having marital struggles. And so she goes to sell this older woman's house. And while she's going through the house looking, you know, at all the fun things that she's going to say, I guess, when she sells it, she finds the prayer closet. Right. And this older woman tells her that this is her war room, Mm -hmm. that this is where she goes and she meets with the Lord and she spends time in prayer. And throughout the movie, we see that it changes Priscilla's character because she then creates her own war room of prayer where she goes to the Lord. And there's lots of things in her life that she's praying about, but the idea is that she decides based on this um, sweet woman's encouragement – Go to God and let Him take care of your problem. Mm-hmm.
0: I think that's what we see here with our Syrophoenician mama. For sure. I mean, I love it because I feel like we could totally cast her. You know, and I can see—I don't know Priscilla's name from the movie, but I
1: can't remember it either.
0: I can totally see her in this role. You know, where she's coming up on. Um, I think when the I think when the movie starts out, the Priscilla's character is not necessarily. That's strong in her faith. Right. Hasn't been asking God for help in this situation, but she desperately needs help. You yes. know there's not a demon in her child, but there's a demon in her marriage. Yes. You know, that needs to be exercised, needs to be eliminated.
1: Okay, so here's what I thought was great. I read a interview with Priscilla about the film. And one of the questions they asked her was, what message do you hope audiences will take away from this film? And she says, I'm hoping that they will be reminded about the power of prayer. And I'm hoping that they will recognize that the enemy is lurking behind some of life's most pressing problems and that they will be reminded that prayer can't just be about consistency. That's important too. But strategy is equally as critical.
0: That gave me chills.
1: Right? Yes. Okay, because what she's saying, like in our Bible story, it was a demon. Her daughter was demon-possessed. Uh-huh. But what Priscilla was saying is, look, sometimes we look at life's issues and we minimize them like, well, I mean, it's just something that happens, right, right, to everybody. Right. And she's saying, no, we have a real enemy. Yeah. He is honestly seeking to find ways to infiltrate our life and create issues and struggles and problems that take hold of us and distract us away from the Father.
0: That's what the Bible says. It says that our battles are not against flesh and blood, but against the spiritual forces. That's you know, right. That are at war. And that it is a battle that we
1: can't minimize it. It's a battle. And she says in that quote that it's not just consistency. That's important, but it's strategy. I love that.
0: Um, Just a side note, I have her book, Fervent, which I highly recommend. It's about prayer strategy. Ooh, good, good, good. And then I've never done, but I think there is a maybe a study for the War Room or something like oh, that. Oh, yes,
1: yes. They I think they did a book study along with that, too. That would be something great to go and into. And I think
0: I did her Armor of God. I want to say mm, it was I hers. Did. Yeah. I loved
1: her Armor of God. She
0: is very strategic in the way she looks at the spiritual battle that we are in. And so I love her impersonating this Syrophoenician woman who goes to battle for her child that's yes. in need, right? Yes,
1: no, exactly. And that, in in my mind, this Syrophoenician woman, her strategy was, I'm going to the source. Yeah. I'm sure she had tried everything. Yeah. She had probably paid all the money to all the doctors, to all the things, to heal her daughter. Sure. And it didn't happen. And so to her, the last resort, the thing that, could only fix this was to go to Jesus himself and that's yeah. what she did. Yeah. And she had a strategy. Now, the way that Jesus responds to her, we struggle with cuz uh-huh. we're like, "Oh, I just I wanted her to grab her and hold her right. and <laughs> yeah. let her cry on his shoulder yeah. and then, you know, I'm but so he doesn't sorry. do that." Yeah. So there's three responses that we see from Jesus and I want to relate them to what happens to us. The okay. first one was silence, right? Mm-hmm. So in the Matthew account it says that he did not even respond to her. Yeah. How many times are we praying for something as mamas and we feel like God is silent yeah I don't hear anything right what, what, what's happening right is, is my are my prayers hitting the ceiling uh-huh. are they coming out of this room because I feel like I'm just talking to a wall
0: I can't even tell you the number of times I've felt that way yes you know where you're praying for help you're praying for an answer and you're not seeing results in the timeline you would like exactly yeah
1: and just like in our bible story we know that Jesus heard her right he just didn't respond And so it's always that like question of like, why does he do that?
0: Well, but we know, you know, okay, I can tell you, I I had a chance to study the miracles of Jesus. And it was a really neat study because what I took away from that was that every miracle that he performed was intentional. Each one taught us something about who he was and what he was doing, what his mission was about. And so in this moment, knowing that about him, I can read this story and not get irritated because mm-hmm. I know he's doing this for a reason. Yes. There's a reason why he's quiet. He yes. could have. He could have wrapped her up. He could have, you know, loved on her and there were plenty of times when he was um compassionate yes. toward people, right? Yes. And this moment if he is choosing to be a little more withdrawn yes. and a little heavy-handed in his speech, There's a reason behind it, and we can trust
1: that. I agree. There's purpose in everything Jesus does. Right. Purpose in everything. Right. Okay, the second response that we see is that he tells her that first he's come for the children, and that he's not going to give the children's bread to the dogs, which seems really harsh. I think sometimes for us as moms, when we make these prayer requests to God, we look around us at what everybody else is getting, and we compare. Mm. And we go, why did they get their prayer answered? Mm. Why is their life looking so perfect? Why are they getting all the successes and the ease? Why am I the one
0: struggling? We are constantly
1: in comparison, even in our prayers, with other people in their lives.
0: Yes, for sure. And we want our children's lives to be as easy as possible. Yes. And also our lives to be as easy as possible. Yes. You know? And so sometimes our petitioning to God can come out of. That kind of heart that maybe isn't the purest motives. Yes. You know, because we're looking around and we want God to make it easier.
1: Yes. And I think, you know, it's just such a part of our culture today that we're not ever satisfied or content with what we have right. or with the hand that we've been dealt. Right. And I think um, we just constantly want to look and find that one person in our life that we feel like has it all together and uh-huh. wonder why we can't be there. Sure. And again, I agree with you, God has purpose for everything. Right. And God's purpose in that statement, again, as we feel harsh, he's, just, he's basically saying, look, this is my mission. I came to do this. Uh-huh. And he's waiting to see her response. There you go. So the third thing he does is that he acknowledges her faith. Mm. So she asks again, she says, Master, even the dogs get the, even the Lord, even the dogs get the master's crumbs. And he says, oh, woman, your great faith. He recognizes her faith.
0: Because she calls him, She doesn't she recognize in that moment that he is the Messiah? I feel like there was something in she that language. She calls him Lord. Yes. Yes, Lord. She recognizes who he is. Yes. Yeah. Even and she, though she may be a Gentile and not of the Jewish faith, there is she has faith that he is God. Yes. Yeah. And that's what's so cool
1: about Scripture is you were talking about um, in one of your uh, Zoom studies, I think was Paul, and he was actually sent to the Gentiles, right? But he always wanted to go to the synagogue to talk to the Jews. Yes. Correct. God knew. God knew that the gospel was going to come to the Gentiles. Yes. And so he made a way for everybody to eventually hear about this gospel message. But I want to, I think he maybe wanted to see what is she going to say? What's her response to this?
0: Well, and I, so, you know, okay, here's a funny thing about our podcast is we are not Bible scholars. Nope. (laughs) Nope. People will hear us make mistakes all the time. We try and fix those things in the show notes when we can. So Here's one of the things I wonder, is I wonder up to this point, has Jesus shared that his mission is for all people? I don't know. Because at some point he makes it clear that he is there for both the Jew and the Gentile. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, And so this may be part of his strategic rolling out of that, that he is not just here for the Israelites. He's not just here for the Jewish people. He is here for all people. Right. And so he can bring healing also to this Syrophoenician woman.
1: And that he knew that this Bible like the life he was living was going to be translated into stories and words mm-hmm. and then set apart in historical fashion for us to read for centuries. Yeah. And he knew we were going to read this story one day. And it was yeah. his uh, a way of sharing with us, look, the gospel is not just for the Jew. It is for the Gentile as well. Yeah. And this woman through her persistent asking uh-huh. received her answer. Yeah. And that's the thing that I want to highlight for us as moms is that one of the ways that I think God's uh, character and nature is displayed in us is in our persistency.
0: Man, you know the persistence is huge. I think about the scripture that says, "Ask, seek, knock." Yes, yes. Were you going to bring that up? Nope. Okay, that was one on my mind, but I didn't write it down. Okay, so well way to go! Smile, shout, shout out. But I think about ask, seek, knock. That it's not, it's not one. You know, it's not just ask. It's not just seek. It's not just knock. It's ask, seek, knock. Yes, ask, seek, knock. Yes. You know yes. That you are continually petitioning the Lord of, um, I need help. You know, and even if he doesn't do the thing like you want the thing done, you just keep asking for help. You know, I that is one thing I can say. There have been times where my prayers have felt like emptiness, you know, like where are these going? But over time, with persistency, I see God make the change, you know, and whether it's exactly how I wanted it to go or exactly how I envisioned it would go, it's always better than what I had planned
1: Well, if there's anything that a mama is persistent about, it's her children. Yes. Don't mess with my babies. That's right. And I know just through our story with Abby, my daughter was born with a congenital heart defect. We've had heart surgeries in our past. And honestly, it's the most beautiful thing because it's knit me together with other moms whose children have faced great health issues. And if there is anything sure about a woman whose child is sick or ill, it's that she is on her knees before the father begging. Persistent prayer. Yeah. And I was talking to a mom friend the other night, and she was just sharing about her older child that's struggling with something as well. And that they're they're seeking out like what what can we do next? Yes. Where can we go next? Right. What else can I find to help them? That we are persistent for our children because we desire so much for them to be in full health, yeah, in full mind, living yes. their best life.
0: Yes. And that's okay to ask God for. <laughs> exactly. You know, He may not answer it this side of heaven like we want. That's right. But. We are supposed to go to him and ask for healing and health and good things for our children. Definitely. Yeah.
1: So I pulled out a few scriptures that I thought just highlighted this idea of how we're supposed to pray. Yeah. Um, the first one's from First 1 Thessalonians five sixteen through 18. It says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus.
0: That's persistence.
1: That's persistence.
0: ask, seek, knock. Yes. Right? Yes. None of those words say, you know, pray one time, give thanks two times. Yes. No. Yes. They're all those like words of infinity type words. Yes. Yes. It's a never stopping.
1: Well, and two... When we get to those situations where, you know, we have moms come to us and say, we've prayed, we've done the things, we've asked the things, we've prayed the things. And we as counselors don't know what else to say, because just like you, I'm asking the same thing for the Lord to heal you, fix you, give you, you know, all the answers. And so I think what's really cool about this is it says, this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Mm. That if you're, if you're rejoicing always, right. That even in the midst of the darkness, that you're finding the things that bring light, that you're praying continually that you're not giving up. You know, even though God you may be silent, even though God I may not have my answer yet, pr- praying continually and then giving thanks in all circumstances, good. right? That's where we we fall down and we're like, well, I'm not thankful for this. I'm not happy with what's going on in my life. I'm not going to say thank you.
0: But the thankfulness changes everything. Yes. <laughs> <Right>? yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. The prayer, the, you know, those gosh, those verses right there are pivotal to living a content, spirit-filled, hopeful life, right? Definitely. Um, And you know, that thankfulness practice, I, I don't know if we've talked about this yet on the podcast, but that's something that is a game changer mentally. If you can stop and give thanks for five things, five things, yes. even in the midst of your pain. I mean, even science backs it up of how much it changes the way your brain is operating. If you can yes. stop and give thanks.
1: Yes. Okay. So the second scripture is from Hebrews four sixteen. It says, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence mm-hmm. so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. The Syrophoenician woman came to God with confidence. Yes. She wasn't letting go. Yes. She was like, you're the answer. Yeah. You've got what I need. Yes. So I'm going to approach you. And even when you try and tell me something, I'm going to just be like, nope, I'm asking again. <laughs> yes. Asking again. Give me the crumbs. Yeah. She even was not giving up.
0: The silent treatment. Yes. Yeah. She was
1: persistent. Yeah. And mamas, we have to approach God's throne with confidence yes. that he really does have the answer. And just yes. like Kate said, it may not be the right time. It may not be this side of heaven. You know, are we ready for what that answer is? But our confidence is not in this world. Right? It's not in earthly things. It's only in the heavenly power and sovereignty and goodness of our God.
0: Yes. And he will always provide all that we need. And he delights to give his children good gifts. He does. Yeah.
1: And like, don't you wish you could see Jesus's face when he gets to the end and he goes, oh, woman of great faith. Yeah. Like he already, like the daughter is healed instantly. Yeah. I mean, imagine she's still at this house, wherever this house is that Jesus has been hiding out, uh-huh. right? In the closet. She doesn't know. Uh-huh. She's just at his feet. And in that instant, this daughter is healed, but she doesn't know yet because yeah. she in, she hasn't gotten home. Yeah. And you can just like, I can just see Jesus with like the smile going, you know, she's already better. It's (laughs) already done. Yes. And then I can just see her eagerness as she runs back to her house. You know, what, who is there? Is it really true? Did he really heal her? And then can you imagine the moment of her coming in and finding this, this little girl on the bed fully healed?
0: That's beautiful yeah like like I want to be like did you go
1: back yes like did you like scoop her up and then like go back and be like look 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 you know yes all I just in heaven the movies we're watching it all on the big screen the last thing I did was I went and I just looked up some commentary on this and I thought what this person said about this part of scripture was so cool it says his words were like the hard steel that strikes the flint and brings out a shower of sparks Faith makes obstacles into helps, and stones of stumblings into stepping stones to higher things. If we will take the place which he gives us and hold fast our trust in him, even when he seems silent to us, and will so far penetrate his designs as to find the hidden purpose of good in apparent repulses, the honey secreted deep in the flower, we shall share in this woman's blessing in the measure in which we share in her faith. Wow. Lots of spiritual words there. Yeah. But what I thought was really cool is that it's in the midst of the hard. Right? It's in the midst of the stumbling stone, of the difficulty, of the I'm not getting what I want, that persistence. Yes. That then when you come out the other side, there's so much beauty in what you've done.
0: Gosh, yes.
1: And I just feel like motherhood is that. I mean, yes. it's just like one <laughs> hard thing after another. Yes.
0: Every just time like labor, birth. Yes. yes. Just yes. like
1: labor that yeah. we forget and then do again. Uh-huh. Right. There's so many times in my life where I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, my kids are at that place, right? We're doing good. Yeah. We, like, made it to the next step. Yeah. And then right around the corner is something else. Right. You know, it's like another heart just waiting. Yes. But then you get through that and you just, oh, we're so excited. We yes. celebrate. We made it. And then right around the corner is another hard thing. <laughs> Yes. But what a privilege that we as moms get to see that growth. Yeah, We get to see God's miracle displayed in our kids every single day Yes, as we see them learn new things and grow in new things. Uh-huh. I mean, I just feel like motherhood is such a gift in the sense that we are getting this personal picture of Jesus, yeah. you know, that we are going to him on behalf of our children in persistent prayer, begging for their health and their well-being, yeah. and we're seeing God answer those prayers. Yeah. And when we do go through the hard things and maybe we don't get the answer we want, then we're able to take that situation and hand it over to another mom and go, I know how you feel.
0: Right. And and is that part of how he's answering, you know, that he knits us together with other moms and you find that hope and that grace in the community because – you know, I think there are so many mamas who go through seasonal difficulties, right? Yes. But there are some moms who may be listening to this who they have a child with a disability yes. or they lost a child or they have a, a strange child. And so they've been in it and under it for a long time. Yes. And they may be listening and saying, y'all don't get it, you know? Right you don't know what I've been through for years and years. And I would say, no, I don't understand that fully in the sense that you do. Um, But I would say that the truth is still the same. Yes. The truth is still the same. Yes. Jesus hasn't left you, even if it feels silent, even if if it feels silent for a long time. Yes he's still there. He's still at work and he's answering and don't give up.
1: Yes. Don't give up. I really think that's it. We cannot give up. We cannot stop praying for the miracle that we want from Jesus and we can't control the outcome and we can't make him do what we want. Right. But I can certainly be like this woman and I can persist and I can stay at his feet and go, I'm going to keep asking. Yeah. I'm going to keep asking. Yes. And wait for him to respond.
0: I think that's my one thing is approaching the throne of grace with confidence. I think a lot of times I lob up prayers to God and I'm like, it'd be really nice if you, <laughs> you know, yes. Um, but when we look at scripture, if we are spirit filled women who are, who are living in step with the spirit, then our prayers are coming from God himself, that he's leading those prayers. Right. Yes. And so that I, when I pray and I, Believe I'm walking in the Spirit. Then I just ask with confidence. That's right, and persistent, and hope, and yes. believing in faith that God is going to do this work. I agree. Not I just agree. like, oh, it'd be good if you, you know. That's right.
1: That's <laughs> right. Let's not do that. Let's not be wavering. Yeah. Let's not be wishy washy. Yeah. Let's just go and say, I know that I'm in Your Word, and I'm seeking Your heart, and I want to know You better. And so this prayer is on my heart, and I'm just going to give it to You. Yeah. And say, Lord, with confidence, I ask this in Your name. Yeah. Mamas, we love you and we know we want you to know that we're praying for you. We are that as we go through our life circumstances, as we prepare for our podcast, I mean you are always on her heart. Yes. And every time I hear a story from a mom about what she's experiencing or going through, what she's praying for her kids, like literally my knit is just my heart is knit together with hers.
0: Without a doubt. Because yes. we just
1: we want the best for you. Yes. And we know that our God offers that best. Yes, we do. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast today. We would love for you to go and leave a review if you've enjoyed it. We hope you've enjoyed it. <laughs> because listen, when you leave a review and tell others about how much you're enjoying our podcast, it helps other people find our podcast. That's right. And our goal is for all the mamas in the world. We ain't afraid. We're going to go before the throne with the persistent prayer, Jesus, take <laughs> us to the world. That we want all the mamas to be listening to this so that they too can be encouraged not only in their journey of motherhood, but their relationship with Jesus.
0: Yes. Thank you so much for listening. Leave a review and we will see you next time, moms. Bye-bye.